I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robson here. The Bible says to be angry. Did you know that? <laughs> well, it says be angry, but don't sin. And, you know, uh, I don't know. Turn on, uh, turn on the, the TV. Watch the news, and that, that'll probably get you a little stirred up, whether you're watching left or right or somewhere in between. There's just a lot of things, you know, out there in the world, but then also in our own lives. You know, there is there are situations that are, are not right sometimes. They're not good, uh, and they are difficult, and they can even be abusive. And, I, you know, I, I think a default position of our human nature is angry and you know what do you do with it well i've got someone who deals with it quite a bit uh, in fact he's got a brand new book it's called 100 days to freedom from anger uh and so this will be a good conversation and if this is not something you struggle with you probably know someone who does so this will help you as well but let's confront this steve arterburn is my guest and steve it's always great to have you on the broadcast and on the online program so welcome to life today live thank you randy great to be with you and uh, it's great to just see you continuing to do great things high atop your perch there wherever <laughs> the perch is so <laughs> good to be with you so why why this topic and why now was there something or is this just one of those things that's a recurring issue well, um, just give you a little example. I, uh, I'm a teaching pastor at Northview Church in, here in Carmel, Indiana. And the, it's so big that when you preach there, they assign a bodyguard to you, and, uh, which is kind of ridiculous for me. But anyway, uh, I've, I've gotten to know this guy over the years, and he just showed me uh, what had happened the night before. On, they, it comes up on his phone, all the different incidents. Um, a police officer was shot and killed at a traffic stop. And he, and then all these other things that he said, it's just crazy out there is what he said. And he says it because people are angry. They want to take it out on somebody. They don't even know uh, why they're angry. So uh, I think given inflation, um, the um, just the frustration that comes from disconnection from COVID and the world being upside down, uh, paying uh, $5 a gallon for gas, all these things have really come to bear on some really nice people that didn't know they had it in them to be so very angry. So uh, that's why I'm hoping that someone would look at this book would read these, uh, the great scripture, the devotional, some amazing quotes all through there. And that a hundred days later, they'd come to see uh, that anger. It just isn't there anymore. That's what I'd hope for. I can see two categories of people in the world. Uh, those who know Jesus and those who don't. In an increasingly secular society, one that rejects, rejects Christianity, uh, frankly, I can understand why there would just be a lot of anger and depression and anxiety and confusion and all those things. It, to me, that's the natural fruit of not knowing Christ. So I, I get that out there in the culture. Are you seeing this in the church? Well, of course. 
Uh, in fact, you know, some we we always hear about the the ministers that uh, lose their church over uh, sexual integrity issues. But uh, this past couple of years, we've seen some pretty big shot pastors lose their church over uh, their mistreatment of people, uh, disregarding people, and and just being angry and mean to other people. And so, yeah, it's it is in the church, and I wish that we uh, weren't so human after we became uh, Christians, because I, I know I just met a lady this uh, summer. Uh, my son is fluent in Chinese. And so the nail salon my wife goes to, uh, they all speak Chinese and the owner is Chinese. So she said, I'll bring my son in. Well, he went in for his per first uh, manicure and struck up a conversation with this owner. And she's a believer. And he said, well, why? And she said, when I came here from China, I had never experienced any kind of love. And then I met these Christians and the love that they had for me. She said, I'd never felt anything like that before. And I just had to have what they had. Now, Randy, that, that's the way it ought to be. Yeah. That's not going to happen if you're walking around angry and bitter and full of resentment. You're, you're, that's going to block out all of that. And so, you know, I, I tell people the uh, the two uh, most dangerous things that you could carry around, one would be plutonium. That would never be a good idea. <laughs> and the second is what I call justifiable resentment. Uh, you know, the Bible says get rid of all bitterness and resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of people, they're in situations that are really bad. Mm -hmm. And so they... They go to someone and they say, you know, here's what happened to me or here's what it's like in my situation. And the person says, oh, wow, you're you're justified in that. I mean, no wonder uh, I, I just would never forgive that. I'd never get over that. And so you're kind of encouraged to keep this, quote unquote, justifiable resentment. But it really there is no resentment that is justifiable to keep. It's justifiable to experience it and have in many cases, but to keep it is one of the biggest mistakes ever. And so many, so many lives have been ruined, destroyed, or they never know what they're missing because of this bitterness and anger. And, and that's what I'm trying to, to deal with. You know, we do a marriage seminar. My, my wife and I were just in uh, Park City, Utah, doing a marriage workshop together. And we, um, I love getting to speak with her. People say, Steve, nice job. And then they say to her, wow, you're, you're amazing. That's okay. I can deal with it. But anyway, we were there and we were just talking to folks about how do you uh, deal with each other? And we're not doing a communication thing because uh, learning to express your hatred better toward each other uh, isn't really going to help anybody. Right. What we help them do is try to see where in the world does this come from? Yeah. What is there? Because usually, you know, you're angry here because it's connected to something way over here and you got to get over here and resolve this or that's never going to go away. So it's kind of complex in some cases, but others, you know, it's pretty simple. The anger stems from tremendous, tremendous disappointment from expectations that are never met. The other person, the one like in marriage, 
you married someone and they just didn't do it. They didn't fix all the mm. things from your childhood. They didn't do what daddy didn't do or mommy didn't do. And you don't even know why you're angry at them, yeah. but you are. Yeah. So uh, interesting. You, so you use the phrase justifiable anger. And I think that goes back to the scripture that I, that I started with, be angry but don't sin. And I think it's really important for people to understand that dynamic because you threw in a couple other words, resentment and bitterness. Um, there are situations that should make you angry, I believe. You know, a, 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 a husband uh, beats his wife. Well, that should make any normal, sane person a level of, of angry because well, there's yeah. that's wrong but what what i see and what i hear you alluding to is that what what happens with the anger then does that yeah. is that where you're going well here's here's another example um a woman married to a guy and he's um sleeping with prostitutes let's say yeah. go the extreme and she says how i know i'm supposed to forgive how can i forgive right I said, well, I don't think you should forgive. Now, now's not the time to be forgiving. Now's the time for, first of all, uh, being angry that he's doing it. So angry yeah. that you don't allow this man that's having sex outside of marriage to come back into your home yeah. and maybe demand sex from you and, and you get infected with some disease. That is not right. Yeah. You should be angry about that. So angry that you do some very, very uncomfortable things like change the locks or whatever, get help from somebody else uh, to help you uh, with this path here. But action out of anger is what's needed in those cases, not I need to go forgive now, which is what Christians might tell you yeah. to do. Yeah. You're not at the stage where forgiveness will get there, but first you need to protect yourself and protect your children. Now, now, so that that sounds like a healthy response to anger, yeah. but you know the the things that uh, we we tend to hear about or that pop up years later are the unhealthy ones, right? Yeah. yeah. What 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 do people need to know? How, how do I differentiate between anger, right? You know, righteous anger. I I would I could say versus resentment or bitterness, which I view as damaging things. Yeah. Well, first of all. Um, Righteous anger means that you have a value and that value has been um, discarded or discounted, uh, maybe even totally destroyed. And you would be angry about that. For instance, uh, you send your kids off to school and they go to a place where other values are promoted. Yeah. And yours, yours aren't even supported. You just want yours to be support. Now, there's nothing political about going to a school board meeting and saying, I don't like the fact that these values are promoted and I can't even get mine supported. In fact, the message my kids hear is that your parents are stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. Yep. See, that would be a great reason for you to be angry and do something about it. Here's what's not helpful is when you sense something or feel something or you're aware of something rather than do something you just sit in it and seethe over it yeah. and you resent it yeah. and then that's going to come out in other ways it's going to you know really destroy the way that you deal 
with other people. You're going to lose your connection with God, not because God left, but you're just not going to be a godly person wanting to have this intimate relationship with him. It's going to be all about your anger. Yeah. And and justifiable, righteous anger needs to be dealt with by people who are not angry. <laughs> That's you, true. You, I mean, just like uh, I speak at a lot of uh, wonderful uh, places for pro-life. And, you know, some of the people, I mean, every pregnancy center I've ever spoken at, never seen so many dedicated, committed, humble people. Some places I go, the people are angry. Mm-hmm. And and so if you're still angry, uh, that needs to be replaced by not a righteous anger. It needs to be replaced by a righteous agenda mm-hmm. that you gotten some other people to help you carry out and you're doing the agenda not wasting your energy yeah. on anger yeah now th- that that's a good example um and th- and that i think that is key it's it's the response to you know what do you do because you can you can react properly or you can react improperly there um there's another tendency i've seen in people the kind of people who kind of seem to always have that that anger just below the surface and these are people who typically just kind of by nature they they like control whether it's in their own lives or it's sometimes in other people's lives all around them uh just their circumstances in their job in their home they're they're, they kind of maybe have a little bit of a control issue do you think that's a, a common contributor to some unhealthy anger well, you know, quite frankly, Randy, I've, I've never met anybody with a little control issue. <laughs> you, know, you see, they're, they're pretty controlling. Yeah. And a lot of times a person who is controlling, their default when they feel out of control is using anger. It makes them feel powerful. In fact, they find ways for people to back off yeah. uh, when they have it. And so um, if you're a controlling person, how about this? How about asking yourself, why? Uh, why am I not a person who's able to let God be in control mm. and trust God to surrender this thing inside of me, this need for control? Why do I feel so insecure that I have to control everything and keep people at bay and don't let people say things that are truthful to me? You have to ask yourself why and try to get to the heart of what all that's about, where it came from, and get it resolved. And then you're free. You don't have to be controlled by your anger. Let me let me give you my famous quote, okay? Okay. Here it is. Every door of opportunity that God opens for you will have a little old screen door in front of it with a latch that, that's hard to undo and the hinges squeak and a, a screen that distorts everything inside that door that just got open for you. And the angry person will walk away because they can't get that latch undone and they get so frustrated that they don't ask for God's help. Now that's, it's kind of my big quote there, but I think <laughs> it gets the message across that we're missing things we don't even know what we're missing because of our anger and frustration that prevents us from moving forward. You know, 
literally new life does a, a workshop for people that do uh, think it's it's over uh, a lot of the people come to us divorce is imminent and they say to us if something doesn't work we're going to uh, divorce mm -hmm. and so when they come and we help them find some reasons to not be angry some reasons to accept you know uh, bill w a a one of the best quotes ever acceptance is the answer to all my problems today that is the opposite of bitterness and anger mm. when i accept here's reality uh, here's what i need to do to do something about the reality that's not right rather than reject you and be irritated by you yeah. I, I must accept you and and so we learn these things and we we teach these folks uh, that they're on the wrong track they're looking at the wrong stuff and when they see it then they can do something about it and if you're angry and bitter and first of all you may not see it but secondly you may not know that there's a better way and third you may not know the path to get there and that's why 100 days to freedom from anger with within that 100 days i think you're going to see it you're going to know uh what to do with it you, and so that you can truly uh resolve it and be free from it so that it's not distorting everything that you do yeah and and it does distort everything that 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 you do whether you realize that or not now, uh, I'm going to show people a couple things. This is uh, newlife.com. Uh, you, you heard Steve referencing the different things they do, the seminars and the resources they have. You can go to newlife.com for all that. I'll also show you steveartiburn.com as well. It's got some of his books and more information about him. And then, of course, this is the book we're talking about today called 100 Days to Freedom from Anger. And, Steve, you know, I, I'm – Hopefully, if someone is dealing with this personally and they recognize it. By the way, if you're wondering, maybe, if you have an anger issue, why don't you ask your family, ask your spouse, ask your kids. They'll, they'll, right? they'll tell you real fast. Um, but here's, here's what I know tends to happen. We're talking about this subject. Uh, we're giving great information. And some of the people hanging on watching still are the ones who – they live with someone who's got that anger problem and they don't know what to do about it. Yeah. How, you, what do you, what do you do? Cause man, as soon as I bring the topic up, that person's going to explode at me. Right. right. How do you deal with an angry person in your life? Well, you're probably not going to, as you know, make much progress by saying you're angry, go get it fixed. <laughs> yeah. But what about this? You know, the two, two most difficult things uh, for a person to say, uh, first, Worcestershire sauce, and then the second one, I need help. And and when you say to your spouse who's angry, we need some help. Um, I've made an appointment for us to go get some help. We don't have the worst marriage in the world, but we might be missing some things. So let's go get some help. I, on Thursday, I'll be getting that help. Uh, my wife and I, we've been married 17 years. We get, we still go to counseling. I believe in it and it really helps us greatly. So rather than single that out, here's your problem. Let's go work on it. Just let a third party that's trained to do this, help you with your marriage. And they're going to get to that anger thing. They're going to see it the first time you're ever together. I can guarantee that. Yeah. I was working with a pastor one time 
wife was talking about this, the disaster of his anger impact on the kids. And I said this to him, I said, dude, I use that professional term, dude, what are you so afraid of? And he just burst into tears. It was like the beginning of a breakthrough for this guy because he was scared to death. He was going to lose his kids and his wife. Well, he was running them off uh, rather mm. than losing them. And it really began a great time of healing. But I, I believe in people uh, getting help and, and sticking with it until they find the source of the problem and they let God be part of that healing process. Many times people are waiting for God to do what God is waiting for them to do. And they say, all I need is God and my Bible. Well, if that's what you're doing, then you're not reading the Bible that you say is all you need because it says, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other. Just one of the things that encourages us to do things with other people and be open and honest about everything, including anger. Yeah, and you know, that scripture, we hear it a lot, but when when you think about the idea of sin, uh, I'm going to butcher the Greek, but hamartia, something like that, um, it simply means missing the mark. And yeah. so there need not be a bunch of shame to say, you know what, I've missed it here, I am missing it here. And the rest of that scripture says, confess them one to another so that you may be healed. So if you're wanting if you're wanting healing from that place where you're just missing it and you, you can't seem to make it on your own, yeah, what Steve's saying is exactly right. And I, I want to ask you, though, about about the book, um, because it is a lot of Scripture. And, you know, for believers, we, we, we say we believe the Bible and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Why do we, why do we need something maybe packaged in a format that kind of leads us in the right direction? What are you, what are you doing through this that I can't get just from, you know, picking up my Bible and reading Exodus or something. <laughs> well, you know, um, I have two Bibles that stay on the bestseller list year after year, Life Recovery Bible and Every Man's Bible. I'm a Bible guy. I believe in the Bible. But, you know, I take, like on day 22, inside out, I look at this, uh, well, like here's a quote alongside a great verse. Anger is poison. You must purge it from your mind or else it, or else it will corrupt you. And and then that's right alongside this verse to help you remember it. It is what comes from inside that defiles you. Yeah. And from within, out of your heart, evil thoughts and, and all this other stuff. So so I've got quotes, I've got scripture, I've got devotional to get you to focus on one issue at a time, not just reading many, many verses, which I believe uh, is helpful to read the Bible. And sadly, more people uh, reading a fortune cookie than scripture every day. But uh, this helps you focus on one topic at a time that's going to help you see things that maybe you're not seeing. Yeah, and, and that that is obviously helpful because it it is frustrating to pick up the Bible and you read something and you're like, yeah, that, that just is not where I'm at. So if you're dealing with the anger, Steve's put it into a nice easily easily digestible format where we, you can go straight to the scriptural truth about the issue that you're dealing with and and that that is very helpful I, I have another question because um this is a hard part for a lot of people people who especially in their childhood uh were victims of whatever ab abusive parents uh maybe 
you know, a sexual assault by anyone, doesn't matter. Um, what they they have is, is a open wound. They have trauma. Uh, and it can come from all sorts of places. Uh, you know, we see it in, in a lot of veterans, people who have seen war. There's, there's trauma. How do you, and, and that expresses itself in anger. How do you... How do you deal with heavy, heavy, heavy trauma uh, and, and, and not just the anger, which is the symptom of the, the root? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Well, I do think that uh, military is a great example of somebody uh, is traumatized by just the horror that they go through and see. Uh, and people know that. They know this person is different because of it and it needs help. So they've helped us to see there is this thing called trauma and there's a post-trauma impact that we see. So um, fortunately, when this is really serious, you can find a person who specializes in resolving trauma. Um, you know, I, I am, uh, my wife and I, we've been married after both had um, unfaithful spouses. And that truly uh, traumatized me to know my wife had an affair and I'm going to be divorced and all this stuff. I had to go to a trauma specialist who helped me deal with the trauma specifically because it was bleeding in to everything I did. So I want to say that on one extreme, there is there are counselors that specialize it. Back from that, there are groups where people come together. They've had a common trauma and they're able to share their feelings and and what is the best path forward and then uh, beyond that of course being a bible study uh, where women can be open and honest and you're sharing it, anything even the trauma you've been through those are sources of healing for trauma i i notice you keep going to the get help we need each other kind of theme and i know yep. that in a lot of especially for pastors who are scared to death of opening up to anyone. But a lot of people just in general, they don't like, they're like, let me and God work this out. But you know yeah. what? You look in the scripture and for some reason, God has decided, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to make community an integral part of your life and your healing. If, if you yeah. need it, um, how, how do you, some people that are resistant to, to talking to others, uh, how do you how do you get them to see this is actually the path forward? You, even you and the Bible alone, God's got another plan. He wants you to get with community. Well, you know, I, I get to work with a lot of pastors and stuff, and I tell them, hey, listen, if you have to drive an hour to another town uh, before you're willing to walk into a counselor's office, mm. drive an hour. That's what it takes. Yeah. But look, you're going to see a a professional who has a license, they're going to keep this confidential. And if they don't, you can sue them for malpractice and <laughs> yeah. retire. So I try to joke a little bit about it, but really, uh, if you don't want people seeing you drive up, you can go to another town. Also, there's so many things available virtually now because of yeah. COVID yeah. that you can get help uh, in the privacy of your home. But the, the horrible thing, is when you decide that you're just going to keep it all a secret. I remember us going to Oklahoma City to minister, and the and we go to this group, and the pastor stands up and says, "Hi, I'm Pastor John, the pastor of the church, and I have struggled with lust 
and um, and improper thoughts. And I'm thinking where I came from, there would have been a deacon's meeting uh, the next day and that guy'd be out of there. But he had established a community where you could be open and honest because almost every pastor I've ever met has had that struggle they've had to, had to deal with. You either deal with it or you're like, trying to sweep it under the rug. Authenticity, I'm telling you, it's amazing. And when we experience that authentic humility, uh, we are absolutely preventing some awful humiliation yeah. to us, to our family, and to the church. And so that's what uh, I think that's our best path. Yeah, it does seem like it's either humility or humiliation. Yeah, right. And I can tell you the better way to go. And, you know, I, you, you've experienced this, but it's, it's, it's fun, almost, almost funny. I mean, it's when people are bound up in things and they don't want to talk about it, when they do talk about it, they talk about how f- much freer they feel. It's like there's the freedom, you know. Uh, and so I, I, I just say big amen to everything you're saying. I appreciate your insight. Appreciate your time. Is there anything you want to say before I let you go? Well, I would just say that it's great to to learn from the mistakes of others. A lot of my life, I've had to be the others uh, that other people have learned from. And so if you can decide not to do that. That's a great thing. And then one of my favorite uh, Texas sayings is this, because I was raised in Texas, if the horse is dead, get off. And and so <laughs> I rather than beat that dead horse, rather, rather than just be comfortable on a dead horse, come on, make a choice. And, uh, and your life could be on a path to change for good forever. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people end this program with with wisdom from scripture you end it with wisdom from texas that's right i i can i can totally respect that steve no i do appreciate your time i appreciate your insight uh and this is very good uh, and, and a lot of people need to hear it you know that i know that so so thanks for taking the time to share it today thanks randy appreciate you appreciate you guys out there watching um you can share this it's okay <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> say this is this is exactly what you need to hear unless someone can hear you say that but you can also <laughs> follow and subscribe and hit like we appreciate all those things appreciate all your comments and we've got more for you so come back here on life today live check out 100 days to freedom from anger by steve arterburn we'll see you again next time and make no mistake about it friends you may be wicked when you come to god You may be unworthy of the healing because of your sins, but when you come to him, you must believe him and repent of your sins and become one of his children.